pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 242. Today I'm going to chat with Auburn Flores from Stag Arms, discuss senators trying to block ATF's new receiver rule, highlight SIG's new weapons for the Army, and talk about quite possibly the ugliest firearm ever made. I'm your host, Ava Flannell. Auburn, how are you doing? I'm doing excellent. How about yourself? I'm doing a well. Actually, you know, okay, so I'm going to be honest, totally having a bad day. Started, woke up this morning, and... I'm sure, you know, last year it was all about like going on about my house and, you know, construction. And I'm sure as I get closer to my new house, you guys will hear more about that. But now it's going to be all about, you know, learning about Peaches, my new puppy. But she kind of finally started sleeping throughout the night. But the thing is, is like, obviously, first thing in the morning, she has to go to the bathroom. This morning I was on my phone and sure enough, wasn't really paying attention to her and she peed on my comforter. That just set the tone for the entire morning. And then I went to bar class. So I started working out again. I'm happy to announce that I just made their 300 club. So I've officially done 300 classes now in less than three years, which is pretty impressive because I was thinking about this. I actually took seven months off and then I hadn't. I just got back into it three weeks ago. And before that, I took another seven weeks off. That's actually I mean, in hindsight, that's actually not too bad. But it's it's kind of nice to like kind of get back into the swing of things and try to get fit again, because I definitely have, you know, I have a long way to go f- since COVID hit, but it feels good. It's like bittersweet. Like, you know, there's peaches who peed on my bed and now I have to figure out how to wash my comforter because it's huge and I really don't want to go to a laundromat. And then I just made the 300 club at bar. Yeah, it's. I mean, it sounds like your day just completely you know, canceled out perfectly. Yeah. So uh, basically I have like a clean slate, I guess. We'll just see. Hopefully, you know what? I hate to put it on you, but like, depending on how the show goes, maybe it'll set the tone. So if this is like a horrible show, then I'll just be like, screw it. Day's ruined. Thanks, Auburn. Thanks for ruining the whole day. Or if it's great, then I'm like, hey, you know what? What do you know? It's going to be a great day. Exactly. I'll I'll be sure if it's bad to let everyone know it was because of the start of your day, pass on to my day. (laughs) Yeah. everything yeah i mean no pressure on you or anything but no i'm I'm with you my my morning's been crazy have a seven month old little girl that has just figured out how to crawl but yet get into the (laughs) scary zone of her crib and hang on the edge and then slam her face against the stuff screaming bloody murder and my whole night is just like just go to sleep (laughs) we can't help you um no it's it's good i i totally get it um so yeah hopefully today turns out better for you with having this conversation i know i know hopefully for both of us right absolutely or if anything hopefully you can get like you can sneak in a nap or something yeah that's i I wish i had like a lockable door with a closeout section so people can't look at me in the window and like you're in a meeting yeah right yeah i am All right. So before we get to know more about Stag Arms, I'm going to take a quick break. Talk about Smith and Wesson. (music) 
If you guys haven't checked out the new CSX from Smith & Wesson, you definitely should. I actually just wrote an article on it that was just featured on the cover of Concealment Magazine, which actually, this is the first article that I've written that was featured on the cover of the magazine. So I'm pretty excited about that. You could read a lot more about my thoughts on it if you subscribe or you can get that magazine at like Walmart, Barnes & Noble, I think like Bass Pro, stuff like that. Uh, you could always search for it, though, to see where you can get it locally. And basically, in short, so if you haven't seen the article, it's the first high capacity micro nine millimeter with a single action hammer. So basically, it's like if a Shield Plus and a 1911 had a baby, the CSX is kind of what you would get. Comes with a 10 round flush mag as well as a 12 round magazine that has like a short extension, pretty good for its size. And I think it shoots actually really well. It actually has less recoil than the Shield Plus. So if you guys like the Shield Plus and you're happy with that recoil, the CSX actually shoots a little bit smoother. So definitely check that out at smith-wesson.com. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. All right, Auburn. So Stag Arms. Before we start talking about Stag Arms, which I'm really excited to hear more about, I want to know a little bit about you and your background and how you got into this industry. Yeah. Um, well, for me, my background, you know, begins with marketing. I uh, graduated from the University of Wyoming with a, a bachelor's in marketing, uh, started my own marketing company, uh, which I've helped a lot of local um, businesses all throughout Wyoming and Northern Colorado, and then um, have an extensive background from skateboarding industry to kind of the surf industry, started a skate company with some friends called One Love Skate in Maui, Hawaii. Um, so just kind Dang. of gained this crazy, I guess, media background as well, too, on top of it, just kind of growing a trade with photography, videography, um, branding, brand engagement, social media and engagement and marketing. And then there was just an opportunity where SAG was hiring. Um, I wanted to stay in Wyoming, love Wyoming. It's beautiful. It has the things I'm passionate about with hunting, fishing, and just really just all kinds of outdoor stuff that I love. And SAG had a role to be a creative marketing specialist, mm -hmm. um, which I took on that kind of when SAG just, I would say they've been in Wyoming for about half a year and then just started the new brand relaunch um, and brought me on board to really kind of successfully bring out like the content, all the branding, kind of the stuff everyone's probably been seeing now and then took over the role as marketing manager and has just kind of extended my network and stuff through that. But my background really comes from um, hunting, you know, growing up around farms uh, with my dad here in Wyoming and just um, really introduced me to that and archery at a young age. And yeah, not so much really in the ARs until I got to stag. So nice um, stag, I would say really brought out that part of me. Um, I've always, you know, been around them with friends and stuff, but never so much hands-on. Um, and once I, you know, got hands-on, educated myself about the AR platform um, from building, you know, multiple builds and just kind of finding the different laws and stuff that, you know, that kind of go against the AR or kind of works for the AR. Mm -hmm. It's just been a, an awesome, uh, say, past year for me just to extensively go into that. Um, and I'd say one of the ways that, 
it's been really good between my background and Stag's background is I kind of bring the value of hunting and introducing um, this platform as like a really more modern style um, AR, which other companies do. Um, but, you know, we advocate for that and, and the, the purpose of the AR, the AR and just how I would say versatile um, it is to use it um, from follow-up shots the, you know, the less recoil, all the different perks that the AR offers. Um, and so you kind of have more ethical reasons, but, you know, we've partnered with all kinds of hunting organizations to really showcase and advocate for that. So I think, and we work really, I work really closely with our NSSF rep, uh, Nephi Cole, which I'll mention, um, who's actually been one of the people that helped bring stag arms here um, in the first place with like Governor Me, which we can get into that in more detail, but yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's been a great opportunity just to be involved in this industry, gain all the networks that I've gained and just bring, uh, I feel like a really creative side to it from other industries and what, you know, like the surf industry or skateboard industry, even the snowboard industry has to, to bring in, into their marketing. So it's, mm-hmm. it's been cool just to see how over time you evolve with a specific industry. And for me, I, I really feel like this industry has helped me grow tremendously as an individual, but also kind of speak on the the Second Amendment rights a little bit more and really understand those. And just the fact that, you know, that's a huge issue um, in our country as far as some political stances and even nationwide as far as other you know countries go. Like this is huge and people should really understand that as well as far as, you know, how to advocate for that, but also not just being a part of a gun company. I think just for me, it's really embedded me to do certain things. So I, I've been grateful for all of it. Yeah, definitely. Well, a few things. So you're like one of the few people that I know that actually went to college for a degree and uses their degree today. So congratulations. Yeah, you didn't I, waste I a bunch I of money. Did. Yeah, I wasted some money. That's for sure. Well, no, but you, I mean, technically you didn't because you are using yeah. your degree as opposed to like so many people I talk to and they're like, yeah, I have a, you know, a degree in like, mathematics and I now write for, you know, so-and-so and, and, you know, whatever. Congrats on that. And then I do like that you have like that background in, you know, uh, snowboarding and surfing and skating and all that. And I think that it's so important now to like the gun industry, we need to branch off and sort of, you know, like advertise to these other industries and try to get more people on board. And I think that, you know, it's kind of nice that they hired somebody in the marketing field that like has that experience so that you can kind of bridge that gap a little bit. And it's also nice that you don't really, you know, you mentioned like you didn't really have a lot of experience with ARs and stuff, but if anything, you're kind of giving that first time perspective to users. I mean, think about how many new gun owners we got just in 2020, 2021 and even like learning behind the lens, you're also sort of, you know, giving uh, viewers sort of that perspective as well. Yeah, I appreciate that. There are definitely things in our plans of, you know, video content to the specific advertising that we mm-hmm. try to showcase and educational things. We, we like to partner with FPC on, um, you know, just the different laws and, and things that are happening within everyone's state. So just trying to no, I, I appreciate that because there, there is a lot of focus through, I guess, my lens that I, I really think we try to pinpoint what a fresh customer or someone who's new to this industry could really, you know, kind of 
lead that person into why an AR is or any firearm um, in particular is really important. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. Okay. So let's talk about stag arms. So where did they originate from? Because so you mentioned now they're in Wyoming, which I didn't know that, but where did they originate from? And then when did they move to Wyoming? Yep. So stag arms originally started up in Connecticut and that was something that a gentleman named Mark um, Malkowski actually started stag arms. Uh, Mm -hmm. I believe it really started in his garage he was a left-handed shooter. He was just looking to have some sort of AR with a left-handed ejection port. So he developed, I would say, the very first left-handed AR. Um, and basically, in 2013, Stag Arm started. From 2013 to 2015, it just really took off for them. They did awesome marketing. I think some of the people I know within the industry, the very first times they ever heard of Stag Arms was through um, different, like, just, I want to say USA shooting, um, a lot of gun gun competition, specific things like three gun and Mm -hmm. multi-gun. And I think I said 2013. So Stag started, was founded in 2003. I apologize. And then all the way up to 2013, 2015, I would say Stag was really, has blown up since then. Mm -hmm. And then Mark, yeah, he was just known as, as one of the pioneers. And there was even awards from the NSSF that, you know, he was like the business person of the year. Stag then kind of had some issues in 2015 with the ATF. There were certain things with the serialized items that just weren't being properly booked. And there's way more detail online, I guess, uh, regarding all that type of issue. But they were, you know, warned a few times with ATF to to do certain things um, correct. There was also just kind of some infrastructure issues with certain personnel who kind of oversees that stuff, like on the compliance side that during that time um, wasn't around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was like on a break or something like that. But then SAG, after the second time, the ATF came back within like a week and and was basically, Mark was forced to sell um, SAG arms. And then at that time, White Wolf Capital, I'd say in 2016, um, really announced their acquisition of the manufacturer around February of 2016. Yeah, and then uh, 2018, they made the announcement to bring SAG arms to Wyoming. During that time, Governor Meade um, of Wyoming was working with the NSSF and um, other folks that were kind of working on some bills to really get gun manufacturers in Wyoming. I know um, Weatherby was one of them, uh, Gunworks. There was also Magpul that kind of had that weird transition. Mm-hmm. And everyone was just choosing Wyoming as just the best location to run their business, but yet to not have to deal with some of the state stuff or the compliance issues like Connecticut was really pushing Stag out during that time as well. So not only was ATF maybe a big contribution to that, but there were just some state things that just weren't working out for them. But then in 2018, Stag really at the end of the year made that move. 2019, Stag continued with things. And then about 2020, which is where last year they they brought me on just before all the new brand launch, we redesigned the logo, changed it from what I call the Dirt Deer logo or Connecticut's old logo. So it's kind of old Stag versus new Stag, Mm. where we have this really mean looking symbolic deer, which we call the fear deer, that just really represents the brand, represents the fact that we're here in Wyoming. You know, we're because we're in Wyoming, that that showcases some things as far as a great location for accountability behind kind of, you know, hunting platforms, 
just other different things that we focus on in the staggerms, which something I helped kind of create with it was the four sport for security for life, really just branding the fact that, you know, we oversee these different sections of things I and mean, they all kind of have their own meanings, which I can break them down. But then, yeah, I would say now we've been here, um, really updated the product lines from just all the little bit outdated ARs of stag and got more on track with focusing still on the left-handed AR. So we've continued the stretch of any platform we make or caliber we make, we will do a left-handed version of it as well. We also focus on compliance states. And then we like to hit the goal of our brand, which is really showcasing that we have one of the best ARs at just the best price. So most of our ARs, if you compare it to anything, it is a great out of the box rifle, you know, classic firearms has really done some things with us to kind of showcase, you know, our goal is kind of hitting that middle tier in the market for ARs. And just as far, you know, we're not Daniel Defense, but at the same time, I, I don't want to dog anyone. We don't go really low or bring ourselves to a level that we want to devalue our rifles uh, or our product at all. But, but since SHOT Show 2021, it's been really exciting to see that we're really catering to our product and our customers. So we released the new Tactical Elite um, and the Elite Series is something we're excited about, which showcases really focusing at AMBI receiver sets for our left-handed shooters. So having the bolt catch release or the AMBI bolt catch release with, with a PDQ insert. Yeah, and just maintaining that with safety selectors. And then at some point, we'll also be upgrading some more AMBI stuff, which I can't get into, but and then even further, we have awesome plans to just continue to be innovative. And then on top of, you know, our focus to left-handed ARs or what we call the lefty mafia crew. Yeah. So yeah, really it's just been a crazy transition. I'm sure for white wolf and for stag. And then one of the things that I would like to mention for sure with white wolf owning stag arms, it puts us under a great umbrella of other companies to look up to. And, and that I would like to say more of our sister companies because White Wolf also owns and manages some of these other companies like Aero Precision, Ballistic Advantage, and VG6, which you guys can see a lot of the time in some of our design in the actual, you know, receiver sets or the handguard. When you see the BA barrels in most of our ARs, and then VG6 is mainly as some of our compensators. So huh. um, it's unique. I guess, business, um, the way it's all ran, but the fact that, you know, we also all hold ourselves to a really high standard. It's a great place to be for stag arms. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. And all of those other companies within the umbrella, they're all located in Wyoming as well. Nope. So they're, they're all, you know, arrows up in, in Washington near Tacoma, moving to Lakewood. And then you have Ballistic Advantage, which is in Florida. I don't remember where at in Florida and BG6. I, I actually don't, I can't remember the top of my head where they're located, but huh. yeah, we're all in different places. Yeah. Just, just so happens to be just more that we kind of utilize resources together. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. That's pretty cool. And I would have never known that. Yeah. And we don't really highlight that too much, mm -hmm. but at this point, I think it's, it's a, a pretty obvious thing that where people could, you know, research and find that out. Yeah. Well, especially unique. if they're really familiar with your products as well as Aero Precision, they're like, oh, okay, there's yep. like a lot of similarities, which you see a lot within the industry with other parts, you know? So, Absolutely. yeah. yeah and, I, and definitely to clarify, like Aero focuses more on the parts world. We focus more on complete rifles. Yeah. So there, there's definitely, you know, 
it's a it's like a perfect as someone who owns these businesses it just everything as a portfolio of businesses they really work well together yeah absolutely i'm going to take a quick break talk about primary arms Primary Arms has two new GLX 1-6x24FFP scopes available for pre-order. The GLX is their rugged mid-tier line, and the FFP reticles are great because the holds remain the same regardless of your magnification. The new optics have either the ACSS Raptor or Griffin reticles to choose from, and they have premium glass in them for higher clarity. Also, they have a full 200 MOA of elevation and windage adjustment so that you can dial out for extreme distance shooting if you want. Both of these are available for pre-order now for $6.99. Definitely check it out at primaryarms.com or any of the other optics, or they're actually having a huge sale right now on build products as well. So if you're putting together, you know, any guns and you're looking for parts, definitely check that out as well. But remember, if you find an optic that you like and it's from Primary Arms, if you use the code AVA, that's A-V-A, you're going to get a free one-piece scope mount with every Primary Arms optic that you purchase. Auburn, just to go back, because you said, you know, you're talking about stag arms and the complete rifles being really affordable. I'm looking at your website and it looks like they're, for the most part, most of them are within $1,000. I mean, some of them like $8.99 and they definitely look like some really good quality. I mean, even just the parts, like the upgraded parts, you're not talking about like your typical like and sorry if you guys love this brand and, and and I'm not dogging on this brand, but like, it's not like your typical, like DPMS, like out of the box, you know, kind of, eh, okay, well I'll upgrade the handguard and the grip and all that. I mean, you guys make up some really nice upgrades. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. There's, you know, it's a clean looking rifle. Mm-hmm. Um, every single part that has been put into each of the actual build series of each of them, you know, they all, in my eyes, as far as trying to get something to function fluidly within each other, they all really compensate each other very well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and they run well. Some it's crazy to see, like, even, even with old stag, I mean, they make great firearms. Like still to this day, I'll get people that at shows or, you know, I have a, an AR from 2005 or when stag launched and it's still one of my best running ARs. We want to continue to um, build an AR that, you know, functions very well for someone that can put thousands of rounds down a barrel and one of the great things is we offer an infinite shot barrel guarantee so if anyone ever purchases a complete firearm with us um, their barrel is completely covered for life unless something crazy happens but regardless we usually work with anybody um, yeah. to truly meet that need and then we also have the lifetime transferable warranty so if there's ever any you know manufacturing errors or just certain things with gas port size you know there's always some sort of issue with something Mm -hmm. not every single one can be built perfect even though we test fire try to highlight quality control on everything as well as we can especially as a manufacturer of ars but to you know work well with our customer service and our customers to you know take care of any sort of issue they may have or functionality problems to make sure that we'll fix it with our armors and get it right back to the person's hand within a few days. So nice. And you uh, said, you said that's transferable. Yep. Nice. All of them. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. We cover it all really. It's other than that. I think I've only seen one other 
you know, gun company or manufacturer that has really highlighted that. I can't, I can't remember the name at the top of my head, but they're out of Texas and it's a unique warranty for sure. Mm-hmm. What about Stag's infinite shot barrel guarantee? Yep. What is that? So that's if you purchase any complete firearm from us uh-huh. um, and just be buy a barrel from us. It's got to be a complete firearm. If you shoot out your barrel, say you but you're a three gunner or you're just someone that excessively uses it more than the general or average person, we will replace your barrel for free. So oh, nice. you can guarantee your barrel for life with us, which is insane. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't shoot that much. I'm always zeroing or, you know, getting some data things. So when I get someone that has shot out their barrel, I'm always like, you're, you're definitely someone that shoots a lot and yeah. has some, some good access to ammunition or. Yeah, no barrel. kidding. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, okay, cool. Like it's one thing to have the time to shoot that much, but like another thing to even have the finances to shoot that much ammo through your gun. It amazes me because I, I, yeah, I want to try to do that just to see how far we can push some of them. Mm-hmm. Test really. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So let's talk about a breakdown of like the models that Stag makes for the AR-15 and then the AR-10. And yep. I know there's like a ton. So there's like the retro, the three gun, the varmint. All kinds, actually. Yeah, we have a ton. And we're actually, this is something we're working on, too. Um, as a company, we really want to slim this down and really fit some of the purposes of each of the models. But for now, the Stag 15 model, it is it's broken of the tactical. So your your everyday use rifle is security. I hunt with it as well. I've got some, you know, they're so multi-purpose, which is really consisted of just different variations from also into our pistol line and the rifle line. And then the retro, which is, you know, you're pretty much modern M16. And we use the classic AT furniture with uh, that setup, which will eventually put it into a classic series. And same with the M4, um, which is just, you know, your classic M4. And what's cool about both of those, uh, those are actually something we're working on some video stuff about um, on each of them. It is one of the most modern replicas of kind of your classic M16 or M4 at mm-hmm. one of the best prices as well. So your typical A2 furniture on, on both link chrome FOSS barrels. And then we do a Leo line, which is, it is very similar to the M4, just minus the carry handle, but you do get a slimline handguard on that versus the clamshell. And then you get a front post sight, which some people really like that setup, especially law enforcement that's looking for an easy, you know, kind of flip up site or something that they can use as like a day and night runner um, mm-hmm. to run that front post. So, but we'll, we'll be working a little bit more on the Leo offerings as well. And then the super barometer really good. It's, it goes in the five, five, six or this, I guess we highlight the most of is the 6.8 SPC. Uh, so a really great caliber for, you know, kind of the rancher um, or just anyone that really wants to use more for varmint hunting and, and it's multi-purposed as well. It's got a heavy stainless steel barrel really showcases some accuracy with that. And that goes up to 18 to 22 inches. So it's pretty, pretty sweet setup. And then the Covenant, which is our, one of our newest ones, the Covenant is basically it's chambered in six millimeter arc. So we have your 16 inch, 18 inch and 20 inch. And if not, not a lot of people know about the six millimeter arc, but it is, you know, ammunition is starting to finally come into stores, into big box stores kind of like your, you know, hunting sports stores. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and, it's just. And why did you guys decide to use that? Cause I, I was just noticing that, yeah. that you guys, even though you have like the AR-10s, 
they're all kind of chambered in a caliber that most people aren't typically familiar with. Yeah. So because of the research that Hornady has done, I mean, even it started really with the Navy looking for something to make the perfect rifle for, you know, to replace the 5.56 and the 308. So they wanted the in-betweener. So the six millimeter arc was developed. What we wanted to do is keep it in the stag 15 or the AR 15 body to keep it lightweight versus kind of having it in that AR 10 body where things, you know, start getting a little bit heavier to compensate for just the thickness of hand guards and functionality. We wanted in that type of receiver size, you need a little bit heavier of a barrel. Um, so we kept them with the lighter body, a lighter barrel, and just, I think had really nailed it as far as any of our platforms, but because of, I think people being a little bit scared or hesitant of, you know, understanding the ballistics of that, that round um, compared to the Grendel or some other ones, the six millimeter arc is, has been incredible to see personally what its capabilities are from kind of close range tactical stuff to long range shooting. They say supersonic out to a thousand yards and it shoots like a five, five, six. So it has really less recoil, but it has the punch of a 308. So it is insane from, you know, small game hunting to, to big game hunting. Um, and then almost everyday purpose rifle that you could use for so much, so many other things. So we went with that because of really its capabilities. And we also noticed that it was uh, kind of, it has the same bolt carrier group as the Grendel. And so we just decided to go with it is all we had to do is really just kind of get the right barrel sizing on them, um, go from a, a rifle length to a mid-length carbine for the different variations that we came out with. And then we added like a manganese phosphate two-stage trigger um, into each of them. And it ended up being just a flawless running um, firearm. So hmm. yeah, I don't know. For us, I think it just made sense. Yeah. Um, not a lot of people were doing it and we kind of wanted to be the first with that. We actually gave Brownells the last year the exclusive to launch the um, left-handed versions of those. So they had it for a year. And then finally, when we kind of wanted to release it ourselves, we decided to do both on them. And yeah, it's still a growing platform. I think people are still scared of making a transition like that. But, yeah. Um, I think a lot of people are starting to get on board uh, yeah. that it it's kind of a future round, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I know it's, yeah. it is kind of weird how people, I mean, rightfully so, right? Because you just don't know if it's going to be a fad or if it's actually going to take off. And I see it the same with like federal, I'm sponsored by federal ammunition and they came out with a 30 super carry. And it's like, I think people just initially want to hate something that's new because people, as much as they don't want to admit, they hate change. Yeah. They're like, well, why do we have to do that? Like, we're good. We're happy where we are, you know? And so I've, I've been seeing that which I think 30 super carry is definitely here to stay. Right. And I mean, if nothing else, it's nice to have choices, but I do think that people tend to, you know, they don't do well with change, but then once they finally, if they are willing to open their eyes and kind of see the difference and see the impact that it makes, it's like, Oh, okay. You know? And then if you're really not spending that much more money in it, or it's all kind of relative, then why not? Yeah, no, so, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I think, eventually this this one with the arcs in and catch up and then you know what i would ever say to anybody is just go check out hornady's research on it because yes they may have kind of the monopoly on the round for now mm -hmm. um, but i'm great. sure more companies will jump on board eventually it's the same thing with the five seven by 28 yep 
you know, I mean, look how many companies started producing that round just in the last couple of years as more companies started producing guns chambered in that caliber. Yeah, no, I, I would actually love to see more companies produce this round so it can, you know, decrease the cost a little bit. But yeah. Also help the dealers and, you know, different stores that are trying to keep this in stock. Because mm-hmm. uh, personally, like here in Wyoming, I, I would go, I need, I just need a box for something. I'm trying not to take from our supply. Yeah. Which help, but I just need something that I'm trying to work on or go practice with. And every time I go to like a sportsman's shop or Murdoch's or something, it's sold out. Like they get a shipment in and it's gone. So I'm like, you guys got to pick up on this trend. Like this is a great thing and it sells. So yeah, absolutely. I'm curious, like how many of like how much of the components in the guns are actually made by stag? Um, so all the components in the, I, or actually, I see what you're saying. Um, as far as all the body or the receiver set goes from the uh-huh. handguard, the upper receiver and the lower receiver, that is all completely manufactured by Stag. Um, everything else is sourced. So obviously you see Magpul furniture on a lot of the A2 furniture, that like M4 furniture, um, the Palmer, Magpul magazines are you know sourced with magpul as well same with the grips um same with the trigger guards we source triggers some of our new series of triggers will actually be we partnered with hyperfire so with the new three gun elite actually sorry the new base model three gun will have the new comp trigger by hyperfire and then our new tactical models will have the rbt triggers with hyperfire so we're excited to see some of that stuff added into it. And then all the compensators are either mixed between the A2 compensators or VG6's gamma line, um, which is incredible. If no one's ever used their gamma line, they're super accurate. And then all of our barrels are usually resourced through ballistic advantage. There has been some cases we've, we've used Mossberg or Faxon. So just some of your kind of typical manufacturers or suppliers within the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then bolts too. We we purchase our bolts from the supplier. So really just the the receiver sets and then just the way we, you know, our goal as far as what we're trying to accomplish, which each with each of the um different series rifles. Yeah. Or pistols. Yeah, makes sense. I wish we, you know, had the capacity to do a little bit more, but unfortunately that or I guess fortunately we have those type of partnerships. So I yeah. think that works. Well, and that's what I was going to say is like, why reinvent the wheel, right? If you're really happy with the product and as far as you could take it, it's like, why not? Yeah, they're good at what they do and we'll focus on what we do. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. I'm going to take another quick break. Talk about IWI. If you're wanting a shotgun that will turn heads at the range, definitely check out the TS-12 from IWI. The TS-12, it's amazing because it's only 28.3 inches overall with a full 18.5 inch barrel thanks to the bullpup design, which gives it a full space gun look. Have you ever seen it, Auburn? The TS-12? looking right now. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. I mean, anytime I bring it to the range, people are always like, what is that? One of the coolest things about it is the three-tube rotating magazine. Each tube can hold, and it kind of varies, so four three-inch shells or five of the two three-fourth-inch shells or 15 total if you're just using the regular. So it has a pretty large capacity. 
They have a full-length top rail for optics, MLOT slots for the accessories on the sides. You can also get it in uh, FDE or OD green now in addition to the standard black, which I have the standard black. I'm thinking about actually getting a Cerakote, just some really funky, crazy color. They have a two-position gas regulator, and they take a Benelli chokes, which also means that you can suppress it, which I'm actually thinking of doing as well. There's just oh, there's so many things I want to do and just not enough time. Definitely check it out, IWI.us. Remember, if you find any accessories at their web store, remember to use the code GUNFUNNY15. That's all one word, and that's going to get you 15% off. And again, the website is IWI.us. All right, so Auburn, I'm curious. Tell me about the VG6 muzzle devices. Yep, so VG6 makes their, you know, muzzle brakes. I guess I, I wouldn't know a ton specifically. I don't, that's not really my forte, but I know they make, you know, from the Gamma line to the Lambda line, the Epsilon. Your Gamma line is is definitely the ones you'll see typical on, on our um, firearms. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, like the best break as far as kind of not being, I want to say the a-hole at the range that shows up next to you. And it's like, <laughs> like, uh, it's crazy loud. Um, it really you know, compensate some sound um, a little bit, not like a suppressor, but yeah, they do a great job at the way the blowback's coming out of it too, or the flash. It really does what it's supposed to do in keeping a rifle extremely accurate. I feel like I actually shoot way more accurate with my gamma break versus some of my suppressors, but I still wouldn't want to believe that my suppressor is more accurate. But yeah, uh, personally, I've seen just how amazing and crisp it shoots it really makes the firearm not have a ton of recoil it Hmm. reduces recoil but the epsilon is a little bit more narrow tipped as far as kind of having that like wider um end of the tip on the muzzle brake lamba is just kind of a i one i've never played with but to see um its designs like if you look on our website it looks pretty cool yeah they have some really unique features and I wouldn't even go as far as calling those like kind of baffle style, but yeah. it's unique on how the flash is exiting. I've seen some videos of stuff like that, but yeah, I, I, there's more to BG6 that I would really like to to play with and see. And I do know there's, they're coming out with some great new things um, just based off of trial and error, tons of extensive testing. They're a great company to see what they're coming out as far as muzzle brake devices. Hmm. And you guys have these on your website for sale and it looks like one of them, actually, you have one of the Epsilon 65 for on sale for less than $37. But other than that, it's about $70, $80, all the way up to like $132, which is pretty good for a muzzle device. Oh yeah. It's, it's incredible. Like I know my brother's gone some just for my sake, so such a good deal. So I'll actually have to see, he's got the Epsilon. I know they're coming out with the new Epsilon. So I think it, that was easy for us to kind of try to move some of that inventory. And honestly, yeah. it's not saying it's not going to be much different, but obviously there will be some changes to the new Epsilons with VG6. So excited nice. to see come out with. Okay, cool. And then last but not least, is there any like exciting future plans that you can share with listeners that Stag Arms has up their sleeves? Yep. I mean, finally, there's in the next 30 to 60 days, uh, we'll be releasing the stuff that we, you know, featured at SHOT Show. So from the, nice. the Elite Series and the new Tacticals, which everyone is is really gung-ho about and, and is counting the days, I'm sure, when we can actually post a day specifically. 
but yeah, a lot of that new stuff is going to have like the two, two, three wild barrels and let's say in the new tactical line. So it's super light, keeps the 16 inch body going or the barrel length going with the same body. It'll have the upgraded trigger, the, the ambi safety selector, and then the, the elite line will have the, the additional upgrades with the PDQ in there. So a fully ambi bolt catch release system with the ambi safety selector, as well as the hyper fire hyper touch RBT triggers. And we'll also be coming to finally out with the base model three gun. I think a lot of people are also pumped on that. So that's going to have that lightweight barrel from ballistic advantage. Um, but it's going to have the hyper comp trigger in there. So it's instead of our 18 inch three gun elite, it's just a lighter kind of more running gun setup and also built for those who are trying to get into three gun, but don't want to spend ex- extensive amounts of money mm-hmm. on trying to get involved with something. This is, this would be just like a perfect ready kit rifle that someone just can put an optic on and literally go out and, and train and practice with. Um, and then the three gun elite will also be coming out with some of its changes. We changed from the SLS stock to the PRS light stock that Magpul came out with. So excited to see kind of what that capability um, will bring as far as the three gun world. And then later in the year, yeah, we're excited to possibly announce some new things. I would say maybe more hunting specific is all I can say, but I think for the listeners, just subscribe to Stag Arms. You can find us at stagarms.com, all of our social channels at Stag Arms. Um, and the best way to really see some of our stuff also is subscribe to our YouTube channel. We like to give great tutorials on things, things about our product line and future updates too. So. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah, guys. So go check out Stag Arms and moving forward with the rest of the show, Caldwell. If you guys want some distance targets to add to your range, check out Caldwell's new AR500 auto reset targets. They have two different ones, a 33% pepper popper or prairie dog to choose from. They come with the metal frame stand, so they're ready to go. If you haven't used one, they're spring-loaded, so when you shoot it, they fall back and immediately reset so that you have a good like positive indication of a hit. They're super popular with three-gun competition, but obviously it would be a great addition to any range. And the full targets are only $99.99 for the Pepper Park Popper. That's a mouthful. Pepper Popper or $109 for the Prairie Dog. Check these out at CaldwellShooting.com. Remember, you're not going to pay full price, though, because you'll use the code GUNFUNNY10. That's all one word. And that is going to get you 10% off. And again, that is CaldwellShooting.com. Today in politics. Politics. What is going on in the world? Today, it's political AF. Senators try to block Biden's ATF. Senator Ted Cruz is leading a group of Republicans to try and block the new ATF rule on frames and receivers. They are arguing that the planned change will do little to impact crime and only impact legal gun owners, which I couldn't agree with more. He said for the past two years, We've seen crime rates skyrocket all across the country, aided by Democrats, soft on crime policies and left wing district attorneys operating like progressive activists instead of law enforcement officers. Democrats would love nothing more than to shift the blame and stoke anti-gun sentiment and create permanent national gun registry in the process. 
By introducing this resolution, we're pushing back. We want to stop the Biden administration from issuing the final rule, expanding the definition of firearms and instituting a national gun register. We want to stop the false narrative that links the rise in crime to, quote, ghost guns and firearms. And we want to protect law abiding citizens who are exercising their Second Amendment rights. This method they are attempting is a less than known tactic called a Congressional Review Act Joint Resolution of Disapproval. Under the CRA, Congressional Review Act, the supposedly nonpartisan Government Accountability Office compiles a report on the rule change, which can include legal opinions which Congress can use in its review of the rule change. A simple majority vote in both chambers would send the resolution for the president to sign, which would then prevent the ATF from issuing the rule or similar one in the future. Biden obviously wouldn't sign it if it ends up on his desk, but definitely tell your representatives to support it because it will be that much more ammunition when we challenge this in court. And that has to happen. Aiden Johnston from Gun Owners of America said Biden's recent move to expand our national gun register is illegal. And we applaud Senator Cruz and his Senate colleagues on fighting this unconstitutional rule with ACRA. We will sue the Biden administration to halt the implementation of this anti-Second Amendment rule. And we are pleased to see members of the Senate sending a clear message that they will not tolerate this unlawful abuse of authority. Although I was reading this article last night and it said that, don't quote me, but I think this has worked in the past, but I think out of like 200 that they submitted, I think only like 20 of them worked. It's still kind of a shot in the dark, but at least, you know, they're getting clever and they're trying. But I mean, I think definitely something has to happen because whether you guys are into quote unquote 80% guns or, you know, making your own guns. I mean, there's a lot of people are like, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't involve me. I don't make my own guns. I don't care for polymer 80 or whatever. Any of the 80%, you know, manufacturers out there. What you guys are missing is they're literally like reclassifying the definition of firearms. And it's going to have a huge impact on not just 80% guns. I would say, you know, definitely take a stand, write to your representatives, talk to them. If you don't have time for that, I mean, at the end of the day, donate. Like Auburn, you said that you guys work closely with FPC. They're also fighting a good fight. So if you guys are just like, look, I don't have the time, and the energy, then donate. Because a lot of these organizations, you know, I mean, these lawsuits aren't cheap. So definitely, you know, do whatever you can you know, to prevent this from happening, because if it's not one thing today, it's the next thing tomorrow. And it's just probably going to continue to get worse. And at the end of the day, you could look at something. I mean, ATF at this point, at the rate that they're going, they can classify anything as a firearm. Yeah, no, I agree. I think FBC is a great one to start with the, the work they put into stuff, the time, the you know amount of people that they have working towards really not just you know, collecting money and we're trying to fight some things or bring you news and information. They're literally putting teams of, you know, I want to say, don't want to speak too much into them, but like lawyers and stuff that they're grouping and using the funds for actual fights against stuff like this. So mm-hmm. It's crazy to think that that definition of the frame or receiver was set forth in 1968, 1971. Oh. And now they're trying to like reclassify that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like been finalized. Why are, why are you guys thinking? you can change. Oh, I know. 
that's insane. Well, I mean, it's also the fact that it's even happening is just mind boggling that they are actually doing this when it's clearly it's not even legal what they're doing and yet it's happening. So I agree. Okay. Manicore arms. I talked about the TS-12 earlier from IWI. Manicore Arms has essential upgrades for it. So they have their signature curved butt pad, which is a game changer. It's conformed nicely to the shoulder for better comfort, has better grip, so it's not going to slide off your shoulder, which it's going to have recoil. I'm not going to lie, the TS-12. It's one of those things where it's going to knock you around a little bit. It takes only seconds to change it out. You just depress the button and the pad, slide it off, bam, it's changed out. They also have the knurled charging handle which is another great addition since it gives you a better grip so that you're not going to rack your knuckles on the receiver and definitely add the TS-12 muzzle brake for recoil reduction, which we talked about muzzle brakes. It's crazy how much of a difference it makes. And, you know, especially if you shoot the TS-12 with slugs, like at an indoor range, you're definitely going to want that recoil reduction. Check that out at manorcorearms.com. Don't forget to use the code AVAROCKS15, all one word, and that is going to get you 15% off. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. Today's Q&A. Great job teaching Tickles and Peaches Babysitter how to shoot with the air gun. Do they have a bunch of other common gun models to choose from? Okay, so if you guys haven't seen my latest YouTube video, I teamed up with Air Gun Depot They sent me a Glock 17 air gun, or it's like a BB gun. And my dog's babysitter, who is, oh, I think she's nine. I taught her how to use the air gun. And then next, we are going to go to the range, and I'm going to put a 22 in her hand. But she did an excellent job. So I would say the air guns are a great addition to teaching a beginner or somebody who might be afraid of the gun. Because what's kind of nice about it is it took a CO2 cartridge It had quite a bit of power behind it. The slide goes back. So it's just kind of like, I would say it's very similar to a 22. It would be just a great way to teach somebody, you know, get their feet wet. And then once they get comfortable with that, bring them to the range, start them with a 22. But as far as other models, they have all kinds of stuff. I mean, they have replicas of all kinds of guns, anything you really think of. And they all range from like 150 to a few more hundred dollars. I think there was like some that were like $400. I mean, they're definitely not inexpensive, but if you think about the cost of ammo and what a bag of BBs cost in the long run, you're definitely going to save some money. I would definitely recommend checking out airgundepot.com. All right. Tacti talk. Tacti talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it. Hate it. Find out now. SIG wins Army contract to replace M4 and M249. The Army announced what could be the biggest change in military small arms in 65 years this week. They awarded a 10-year contract to SIG for the manufacture and deliver of the new XM5 rifle and XM250 automatic rifle as well as the ammunition. Both weapons are chambered in the new 6851 hybrid cartridge, a.k.a. the 277 Fury which I think actually, man, do you remember when they came out with that? I don't. We were, I've just had some crazy conversations with folks who probably do, but I, I don't recall. 
I'm pretty sure, yeah, the 277 Fury. So I actually shot this. It was in 2019. I think that's when they came out with it at SHOT Show. And at the SIG range day, they were letting people shoot it. And I think that that's what it is. But the cartridge, I mean, talk about, I don't even, I just remember thinking when they told me the price tag of it, I was just like, wow, that is insane. And this was 2019 prices. So I could just imagine what it costs now. But the XM5 is designed around SIG's MCX platform and will replace the M4. They feature a fully collapsible and folding stock, rear and side charging handle, M-lock handguards, ambidextrous controls like an AR, so they'll be familiar for soldiers to operate. They also feature SIG's next-gen suppressor on a quick detach mount. The XM250 is belt-fed to replace the 249 and is 40% lighter, even with the heavier 6.8 round, which has doubled the effective range. SIG won the contract after 27 months of prototyping and valuation with other competitors. Also, as part of the program earlier this year, Vortex was selected to supply the XM157 fire control, which includes a 1x8 optic, rangefinder, ballistic calculator, sensors, and more. For now, SIG's contract is $20.4 million for weapons and ammo for additional testing, but the Army has said that as many as 100,000 new weapons could be ordered soon for close combat units. The other cool news for us is that SIG is releasing a commercial semi-auto version of the XM5 known as the CMX Spear, which will be multi-caliber so that you can swap between the 277 Fury and 6.5 Creedmoor and I guess the 7.62 NATO which is kind of cool, but that's kind of interesting. You know, I talked on the last episode, I was thinking about buying M249S and, you know, I have a new house being built and I was just like, I just can't justify the cost right now because it's like 10,000. I'm like, yeah, you know, I did a lot of home upgrades and it's just, that's like, I just can't really wing it right now. But Anyways, when I when I posted that I was thinking about buying it, there was a lot of people that were just like, man, screw that gun. I never want to see that gun in my life because they carried it around in the military. They were like, it constantly malfunctioned. But keep in mind, it was because these guns were passed down, you know, to people. So like some of them were taken care of better than others. And one of the patrons, Ryan Morrison, he actually said that one time they were like in a gunfight and it was such a relaxed gunfight that he actually had time to take the gun apart, clean it. And put it back together because it was malfunctioning and then get it to work again. Well, I could just imagine like, yeah, if I had experiences like that, I probably wouldn't want to buy the 249. But I obviously was not in the military, so I still see it as like a cool gun. But I'm sure that for people that have had bad experiences with the 249 or, you know, just carrying around this heavy gun that constantly malfunctioned, having these upgrades that SIG's coming out with is probably kind of, you know, even more exciting for them. Yeah, if you if you watch some of our channel stuff, we have a former special force, uh, Scott Steyert, who when he saw this, this was something he's like, This is insane. Like these guys, yeah. He I mean, it's it's great to see the stuff that our um troops will actually be able to handle and it's modernized finally and it's yeah supposed to not have malfunction, but uh, yeah, it's crazy to see. Hopefully they stand the test of time and holds up is really what I'm curious about. Mm-hmm, I agree. And then, I mean, it is kind of unfortunate because really the military, like they get some really cool stuff, but then they also get some really crappy stuff. And yeah. it's like, I hate to see that, uh, especially for as much as we pay in taxes. Right. 
I was reading like this is supposed to be something that infantry is supposed to be carrying. So hopefully, you know, yeah. all the way down to the the guys that have to be like the first ones yeah. um, on anything that they actually have a reliable firearm and the technology behind it for once. So mm-hmm. that's exciting. That's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. GSM outdoors. If you're wanting to upgrade your sights, definitely check out True Glow. They've got sights for just about everything, including archery, crossbows, but I really like them for pistols. I think like my favorite, I like the TFX series. It combines tritium and fiber optics for extra visibility during the day, plus glow in the dark at night. They also have a new micro red dot for the slide mount on a Picatinny rail, which I'll be honest, I've never tried True Glow's any of their red dots. Definitely interesting. I'd be interested to try it out, but they have a three MOA dot adjustable brightness and auto off, which is great. So if you want to check that out, head on over to trueglow.com. Remember, like all the other GSM outdoor brands, if you use the code gunfunny20, all one word, you're going to get 20% off your entire order. Today's AF segment. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as f- Never mind. AF. Worst ghost gun ever made. Okay, I'm sure you saw there was like this picture floating around social media and it looked like it was like a revolver and it was people were calling it the quote Smith and meth son. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? And it was like horrible. At first, I thought it was like a joke. Like I thought somebody just went to Lowe's and put together some parts and were trying to do like a gun buy back, you know, just trying to get like their $250. Yeah, but it actually was real. (laughs) This week, there was a photo posted on Facebook by the Meskwaski Nation Police Department in Iowa. The weapon was confiscated from a felon in possession of meth with previous convictions for distributing cocaine. The officers named the Franken gun the, quote, Smith and Methson, which is pretty clever, especially since this guy, you know, was a felon because he was in possession of meth. Others described it as homemade space gat gun. I think I need a tetanus shot just from looking at the pictures of it, though, because it's pretty freaking hideous. So if you haven't seen it, definitely click on the link in the show notes. Or I'm sure at this point, I mean, if you follow any gun related content pages on Facebook or Instagram, I'm sure you've seen it. Like I said, it looked like I don't know. So basically it was two barrels side by side held together with black PVC glue, duct tape, wood screws, house clamps, uh, cheap LED light lasers clamped beneath the pipe barrels, um, which had like gave like, I guess it took four 10 shotgun shells. Like I, I literally, you look at this and you're like, how does this even work? One of the shells had been fired and the primer was blown out since there was no bolt face to get, keep the primer from blowing out. One of the craziest things about it is the hammer, which is made from a hextral driver bit and a rule of quarters to have enough weight behind it to crush the primer. So there's a video of an officer demonstrating it as well, just not with live ammo. I didn't even realize that this thing actually worked. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm trying to find a picture of it. I need to see it. Because I did notice, I didn't know it was a roll of quarters either. I did see like there was a quarter. It looked like that was like glued to the back of it, like where the hammer would be. I like DIY builds. This is awesome. 
<laughs> I can only imagine. And then, of course, here we are. We're like, criminals don't really make, you know, homemade guns. It's really like law-abiding citizens. Criminals are too stupid to put it together. Although, I guess in this case, though, I mean, let's face it. How far could this guy actually get with this gun? I mean, especially if the primer's getting blown out. Like, I mean, you can't really get that far using this gun. No, not at all. That's crazy. I want to, I really, yeah. When you so, yeah. So I sent you the show notes. So if you click on the link in the show notes, uh, you could pull it up. But, or you could just Google, maybe just Google worst ghost gun ever made since that was the title of the article. But it's pretty damn hideous. <laughs> and then also you think, so, okay. I have, you know, quite a few friends that are like in law enforcement. And one of my friends was telling me this is a few years ago that, I don't know, these people on meth, they stole a car and they end up, I mean, what they do to these cars is like disgusting. They rip things out. They color the steering wheel. They put like tape around stuff. And the owner was just like, well, what do you think all of this means? And the guy's just like, uh, literally, it's just meth. It's It's literally like this is what meth does. Like people, they just get bored and they just start doing random things like this. Like it's not gang related. It doesn't have any meaning. The fact that they painted the steering wheel gold or hot pink, it doesn't mean anything. It's literally like the case of, you know, I mean the aftermath of doing meth. And that's what comes to mind when you look at this gun is like, guys, just stay off drugs. Don't do drugs and don't create those Smith and meth and guns. (laughs) He's a gun artist. (laughs) Yeah. All right, time to wrap up. So we are all out of reviews. If you guys haven't left a review, though, you can go to, if you have an iPhone, it's super easy. Just go to the podcast app, search for Gun Funny, scroll to the bottom, and you can leave a review, and you automatically get entered to win a cool prize. And at this point, I would say the next person that leaves a review, there's probably a 50-50 chance. There is a 50-50 chance that you might win a really cool prize pack. You know, there's that. Otherwise, if you guys want to find me, just go to gunfunny.com. There's links to social media, YouTube, if you want to check out that air gun video. Or, you know, if you let's say you want to go to iHeartRadio and listen to the show, there's links for all of that. If you want to support the show, if you enjoyed it and you want to donate, you can do so by going to gunfunny.com or you could also go to patreon.com. Um, people are still patrons, although I did create my own type of Patreon. So if you just go to gunfunny.com, click on the support the show link, you can become a Patreon. You could do a one-time donation or a monthly, but you automatically get entered into our patron-only Facebook group, which is a lot of fun. Pretty inappropriate, but I think that's what makes it fun. So, you know, there's that. Also, Blown Deadline, he's giving away a $300 gift certificate to a lucky patron each month. Great opportunity to get a really cool Cerakote job for way less than $300. Also wanted to thank the $25 patrons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran, 8888, Sake Holsters, Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, Sportsman's Guide, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Callamore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, and Melissa Ridings. And King of the Patreon is still Jon Snow. And Auburn, thank you so much for joining me today. And thanks for teaching me so much about Stag Arms. I personally, you know, like I said, I didn't really have a lot of information about the company. And I actually thought that they'd been around much longer. So kudos to you guys for doing an awesome job in the marketing department and really getting your name out there. Um, Because you guys have definitely, you know, made some pretty big strides considering you haven't been around for more than what was it, 2003? 
Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so. Almost like a brand new company again in 2020. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So can you just remind listeners once again, where they can find you guys, your website, social media, all of that good stuff. Yep. Um, so you can just find us at stagarms.com. Um, just see all the different products from our stag 10, stag 15. Um, and, and real quick in the stag 10, we do have the 308 and 65 Primor options for your tactical marksman and long range models. Oh, nice. Uh, and then anywhere else just to kind of get updated with, you know, cool new product stuff, news, anything that we're doing, um, any educational um, build series or just all the cool tactical tidbit series that we're um, doing some content on. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Stag Arms, go to all our social media channels, which is under at Stag Arms. And now we're on TikTok, as crazy as that is, at stag.arms. Yeah, so there's there's just all kinds of ways you can find us really. And the best way also too is you, you can Google us. So Okay, cool. Well, on that note, I'm on my way to go find a washing machine. And you know what I think I'm going to do? You know, where like if the cat like ruins the toilet paper, like scratches all the toilet paper, and then you're supposed to make the cat like, you know, pick it up and put it in the toilet. Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to have Peaches do the washing machine. I mean, not like yeah. I'm not going to put her in the washing machine, but I'm going to take her to the laundromat. I'm going to be like, look, now we're stuck here with all these people. We don't know. We got to spend two hours to wash this stupid comforter. And I'm just going to walk her through the process as like punishment. Yeah. No, I was thinking like go harsh right away and put her in there, but. Uh, yeah. I could, I could probably go to jail for that nowadays, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she is only like three pounds though. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Gosh, uh, freaking Chihuahua. Yeah. Good luck with all that. That's, that's a, uh, uh, you got, you got your hands full when I think I have mine full. So yeah. I have a, a human I'm trying to take care of and keep alive. <laughs> hey, you know what? At the end of the day, there's always alcohol, right? Yes. Weekends only. There you go. Okay, guys. Well, on that note, have a nice rest of your week and I will see you next week.